0: Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us
1: today. Our study today centers around a man named Job. You may or may not know the story, but Job had everything. Why, if you could check off the boxes, he could check them all. He was famous. He was wealthy. He had land. He had a house. He was rich. He was healthy. He had friends. He had family. And if you read the first two chapters of Job, you find that in the course of just a couple of hours, he loses everything. He he lost his cattle. He lost his flocks, his donkeys, his camels. He then has 10 children that die. He loses 10 children, and then he loses his health. Satan literally afflicted Job with boils and sores from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And most of the book, which is 42 chapters, is Job sitting on an ash heap, scraping his inflicted skin, inflamed skin, with a broken piece of pottery, who just a few hours earlier had everything, and now he's fighting for his life, he's fighting for his sanity, he's grieving deeply, he's suffering miserably, he's listening to his three friends blame him for all of his problems, and finally, all he has left is his wife. She turns against Job and says to her husband, why don't you just curse God and die? And in that context of these difficult circumstances, Job makes three of the most amazing statements found in the entire Bible. If you have your sermon notes, here's the first statement that he makes that's just amazing. After he loses everything, he says in Job 121, he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will... What's he saying? He's saying, hey... I had nothing when I came into this world. I'm going to have nothing when I leave. He said, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. And then he said this, may the name of the Lord be praised. That speaks to Job's character, but it also speaks volumes to us that whatever God gives us, be it a little or a lot, he should be praised. And right now... Right now, and I mean right now, whatever situation you're going through, whatever it is, you ought to be praising God right now. Second thing that he says, that makes me shake my head when I read it because it's just unbelievable. He says in Job 13, though he slay me, yet will I hope. In him. You know, when we have one little thing go wrong in our life, we start to get mad at God. Job is saying here, even if he slay me, in other words, even if my family dies, and even if I die, I'm not gonna stop putting my hope in God. Whatever the worst case scenario may be, you know how we are. One thing goes wrong. What do we all do in our mind? We always go to the very worst case scenario. And Job is saying even if the worst case scenario happens, I'm not going to stop putting my hope in God. In chapter 13, though he slay me, yet I will put my hope in God. And what a lesson. What a lesson for each of us that no matter what Satan throws at you, you just keep putting your hope in God. And then the third statement that he makes, Job said this in Job 14 verse 1. He said, man is born of woman. We all know that. But Job says, when you're born, you're only here for a few days. And your life is basically just full of trouble. And life, he says, your life is like, it's like a flower that, you know, you look at a tree or a bush and there's nothing there. And, one, and the ne- very next day, there's a flower blooming. He said, that's what, life, that's what your life is like. It's, it's, it's few days. It's full of trouble. You spring up like a flower and all of a sudden your life just withers away like a fleeting shadow. No matter how good your life is right now, no matter how bad your life is right now, your life is but a fleeting shadow. You're here one moment and the next moment you're gone. And so I say to you that if you're here today and you're not a Christian, You need to become a Christian today. If you've never accepted Christ, you need to accept Christ today. If you've never been baptized, you need to come and be baptized today. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, come and put your faith in Jesus today. Job says that life is full of trouble. It springs up like a flower, and all of a sudden it withers away like a fleeting shadow. You need to come today and give your life to Jesus Christ if you've never done that. Now... Those are three pretty amazing statements. Would you not agree? Well, then Job starts to ask questions. He's got a lot of questions. I want you to write this down. He asks 114 questions. In all of his questioning, here's what's important for us. I want you to write this down. He questions God, but he never blames God. So then as you read, God kind of flips the script and God starts to ask Job questions. Job asked 114 questions. God asked 77 questions to Job. And they're found in chapters 38 through 41. And I want to encourage you, it's a must read. It's a must read, those four chapters Chapter 38, 39, 40, and 41, read those 77 questions that God asked Job. And at the end of those 77 questions, there's only one conclusion. Write this down. That God is above all. That's the conclusion. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is Lord of all. He is sovereign. He's above your knowledge. He's above your ability to understand, your ability to reason. He is above your thought processes. The Bible says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways higher than your ways. And so as you read those questions and you understand how great God truly is, then you want to make sure that you don't let your pride, don't let your ego blind you or keep you from humbling yourself and getting down on your knees before an almighty God. Read, read chapters 38 through 41, and you will understand that God is above all. Which leads us to the third and final point of this sermon, which is the crux of today's message. Of those 114 questions, there is one question That is life's most important question. And that question is if a man dies, will he live again? Job 14, 14. If a man dies, will he live again? It should have been asked when a man dies, will he live again? Is there life after this life? You will all die. Every one of us. We're all going to die. The question is, after we die, is there life after this life? Is there life after death? That question deserves our utmost attention. In the midst of our trials and our COVID world, our divisive world, the bottom line is we're all, we're all going to face death. This life will soon be over. Father Time is undefeated. And one day, Father Time is going to put its grips on you. You do know the media will not tell you, but you do know you have a 99.98% chance of surviving COVID. You do know that. If we're following the science, you have a 99.98% chance of surviving, and yet everybody's like out of their mind right now, but did you know you have zero chance of surviving or not dying of something? Zero chance. Like Job, at some point, every one of us in this room will go through the mother of all trials, where you or someone you love will pass from this life to the next. And at that moment, there's only one question, really, and that is Is there life after you die? And the answer is yes, 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 yes. That's the answer. I want to ask you to take your outline and turn it over. And I've got some homework for you. I want you to look up these verses in your Bible. And after you read them, you can check off the box in your Bible reading guide. But I want you to read these verses. And as you study it and pray it, ask this question. Say, God, what are you trying to say to me? And I want you to fill this in. I'm going to look at them just briefly, but I want you to study them. The first one, Ecclesiastes 3.2, says there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. God says for every one of us, there's a, there's a set day for you to be born and there's a set day for you to die. Now, the good news is you've all been born. I've told you this before. Before you were born, the Bible says all the days of your life were already written down. Every one of them. So, I don't know why you're worried about so many things right now. God already knows. Chill. But the point is, every one of you, you've already met appointment number one there. You've all been born. That day that God designed you to be born, He knows, and you need to know you have another set day where you're going to die. The next verse, Psalm 146, verse 4, says, When a person dies, their spirit departs, but your body returns to the what? To the ground. You remember when God made Adam, how did he make man? He grabbed some of the dust of the earth, created man. And when you die, your body returns to the ground. And look what that verse says. It says, on that day that you die, all of your plans come to nothing. Your plans no longer matter. The next verse, Ecclesiastes 12, 7, says that the dust returns to the ground from which it came, but the Spirit returns where? Returns to God. Amen. Hebrews 9, verse 27 and 28 says that just as man is destined. Did you know that, that you have a destiny? I said, well, that sounds good. Yeah, you have a destiny. Well, what's my destiny? Well, the Bible says you're destined to die. That's your destiny. And after you die, you're going to face what? The judgment. So Christ was sacrificed once for all for the sins of many people. But he's going to come back a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those of us who are waiting on him. Philippians three, I love this. Our citizenship is where this this world is not your home. Some of you, all your everything's about this one. No, you're just passing through this world. Your citizenship is up in heaven. Right now, we're eagerly awaiting a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, one day he will transform this lowly body and we will have his glorious body. Ooh. And that, that's why John 11 is important because John 11 says, Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he died. We all have this, uh, this destiny with death. And what you need to make sure before that day of reckoning comes for you, that you have put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Because if, if you put your faith in Jesus when we're at your funeral, we can say, that brother is with the Lord today. Because of your decision to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior that's the only way you can say Psalm one sixteen verse fifteen, where you can be at a funeral and say, "Well, hey, uh, th- this is a precious. This is a pre- how can death be precious? How can a funeral be precious? How can someone dying be pre- well? If that person has served Jesus his entire life, I mean, you're only here a little bit. You're like a flower. You're here, you bloom, then you're gone. But if in that window you give your life to Christ." when we go think about the person who has served god their entire life and at their funeral if they're saved you can say precious in the sight of the lord is the death of one of his saints but the only way you can do that is if jesus is your lord and your savior which leads me to the last verse on this sheet of paper that says weeping may remain for a night you're going to go through a season of pain and suffering and heartache and loss. But in the morning, rejoicing, and in the Bible, that word rejoicing means shouts of joy. Weeping may endure for the evening, but in the morning, there will be shouts of joy. Amen? Now, I have a couple of pictures I want to show you. This is a picture of my dad when he was about 20 years of age. And uh, that suit is way too big for him. <laughs> but he had his Bible there in his left hand. And he's preaching at that church. And you see the car behind him? If you look in the window, there's a woman in that, in that window. That's my mom. My dad was a great preacher i have another photo it's it's like his family i'm going to come back here my dad is in the upper right hand corner and my mom and that's my dad and my mom and this man here to the far left to to your right is my grandfather and he was a lawyer and became a preacher but he died when i was four and the woman on the far left is my grandmother her name is mildred And she lived uh, a long life, but uh, is now with the Lord. And I'm this guy right here with the, with the gun. (laughs) And the holster. And uh, I'm sitting between my two sisters. This is my sister Dreama, and Dreama is a pastor's wife and lives in uh, Marco Island, Florida, way down on the Gulf side. Uh, south of Naples, and this is my sister Deborah, who's who's in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this is my my younger brother Dino, who uh, just went through bone marrow uh, transplant for cancer. He's sixty years old, and he's a chaplain in a prison uh, in Arizona. And again, those the prisoners watch the ones that go to chapel are watching this service here today. My youngest brother. David has not been born yet. And uh, I've got an uncle. My dad's brother is the guy in the upper left-hand corner. His name is Shan, just a great man. Shan is probably 77 years of age today. Now, almost every single person in this picture is dead. Except my cousins. My mom is still alive. She's 89 years old old. Okay? The guy in the middle, the old guy, is my grandmother's uh, dad. That's not my great-grandfather. My dad lived a long life. He preached here. I have a picture here. He preached here many times. Uh, If you never got to hear my dad, you are not as blessed as the rest of us (laughs) because he was a one one of a kind. And this last year, my dad passed from this life into the next. His service was held up in Fresno, uh, California, and uh, went up there and held the funeral. And we went out to the gravesite, and uh, I conducted the gravesite and waited till everybody left, and they lowered his body uh, down into the grave. And. Um, It's just a reminder to me to never take anything for granted, that the only thing that matters is that you live your life here on this earth for the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Let's bow our heads forward to prayer. God, like Job, we have. Hundreds of questions. We live in a fallen world. We're watching with our very eyes what happens when a nation turns its back on you and tries to figure out things on their own. That doesn't work. Father, thank you that joy comes in the morning. Thank you that all weeping may last for a night. But we know that one day, because of you, that these worn out bodies will one day resurrect and we will have a glorious body and we will live with you for all of eternity. God, thank you for this church. I pray your blessing on every single man, woman, boy and girl. But, Lord, may we live today as though this is our last day and get our priorities what they, where they need to be and serve you the rest of our days. As many days as you give us, we ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer,
0: we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888 818 Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.